0: Hello and welcome back everybody, SF Live episode 103 this morning, it's Tuesday, I'm joined in a few short seconds by Mike Brown, Managing Director and CEO of Chester Resources. Also we have a special co-host today, it's Christian Elfring, he's the Mining Catalyst on Twitter at Mining Catalyst, make sure to follow him as well, he's got regular commentary on press releases of companies, so make sure to sign up to his channel, follow him there as well and to really appreciate him joining us, he knows the company better than I do, so uh, might as well rely on the experts when you have somebody on the team that you can rely on and ask the tough questions. Uh, Also, please be reminded, this is an interactive format. Use hashtag AskCHX for your questions here during our live interview. Also, follow us on YouTube and Twitter. Hit the alert and subscribe button. That way you get notified when we go live with another update. That's it from me. let me switch over to the two gentlemen. And uh, Mike Christian, thanks for joining us this morning. Really appreciate it. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, Christian, you're in Amsterdam. Mike, you're in Vancouver here with me. How, how are things?
1: Doing very well, thanks, Kai. It's great to be back. Uh, COVID is is still got us, but uh, hopefully there's some light at the tunnel there. And and meanwhile, we're we're still able to explore pretty hard in in Senegal and getting some great results. So it's fantastic to be back and and update everyone on those.
0: Fantastic. Christian, welcome on the program as well. appreciate you joining us for some additional firepower against Mike here. And uh, we're trying to poke some holes into some his fantastic uh, drill results and ask the tough questions there and get some good answers from him as well. But before we do that, uh, Mike, I'm just going to quickly ask you, run us through Chesser Resources real quick, 30, 60-second overview. Uh, Who is Chesser? What are you guys doing? What kind of stage are you at?
1: Okay, so Kaya Chesso is an Australian listed explorer, junior explorer, CHZ on the ASX is our current listing. Uh, We're focused on precious metals, gold in particular, in Senegal, West Africa. It's a prolific belt that we're located on. 45 million ounces have been discovered there and and a mine by majors. We're focused there on an exploration greenfield where we've had two discoveries and uh, we've just started a 20,000 metre program just announced the first results from that program. And we've been lucky enough to, to continue the drill of success that we had prior to the wet season. So uh, early stage exploration with great high-grade shallow discoveries is I guess the, the wrap
0: fantastic and uh, you actually been on the program earlier th- uh, earlier in august so this is more of an update than an in-depth uh chester resources co- uh, conversation so we're just going to talk about what has happened since august i know you put out some met results and of course we got to talk about the drill results from yesterday and uh, i'm going to hand over to christian actually to 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 ask the tough questions and poke some holes into the story and uh, christian why don't you take us away
2: yes thank you Guy. thank you for inviting me and thanks mike for joining us um yeah, great drilling results yesterday. Horrible timing. Yeah, but what can you do? But let's start with the with the met results you le- released two weeks ago. Can you take us through them and um, what's the significance and importance of them?
1: Yeah, thanks, Christian. Um, the, the MET was an important safety check for us, I guess, um, a, a sort of tick in the due diligence box. We have a system that is pyrite dominated from the discovery at, at area A. Pyrite can lead to refractory ore, which is low recoveries and or expensive capex. So what we did initially was to look at taking 10 representative samples from area A, where, where, where the, all the drilling is, has identified the mineralisation in sulphide. Um, and did bottle rolls on that to check for the refractory ore. So th- some of the key findings out of that were uh, no refractory ore, very clean ore. So all we get at the main 99% of the sulfide phase is actually pyrite, which means there's no arsenic, there's no mercury, um, there's low tellurium, um, and there's very low copper, which all, all flows through to mean we don't have... Um, Elements there that are going to start robbing or impacting the ability of cyanide to to extract the gold from, from potential um, uh, processing material. Uh, so so the recoveries are all ninety sort of ninety seven percent or higher, which which is points to a simple process flow sheet um, with direct cyanidation. So very similar to what you have at Guancoto or, or Focola, um, standard. Relatively um, low capex and, and importantly, low opex with great recoveries. So the initial, the other part of that um, met study was that the kinetics, which is the time that the that the material has to reside in cyanide to for the gold to be extracted and absorbed um, into the cyanide solution, are, are relatively fast, or, or actually very fast. We did twelve, twelve, twenty-four, forty-eight. And we're getting 99% of the total recovered gold is recovered within the first 12 hours, which sets us up for great optimization studies. If we can look at reducing the residency time, that means faster flow through through the tanks. Um, If we can reduce the crush size, if we can increase the grind size, also, um, then we have a lower lower opex and lower capex on on building the crush upfront crushing circuit. So. Great results. You probably couldn't have asked for better results with a lot of scope to still improve those with further studies. So, we'll be doing more detailed MET work um, later in this drill program. We'll be drilling some MET Pacific uh, diamond holes, which are, are quite a bit coarser, sort of core size, about that size, um, to get sampled purely for the MET studies. Like a podium, uh, uh, will be supervising and running that program for us. And Can we'll also little... be adding.
2: Sorry, Sorry Mike. You will be doing this the, during
1: this program, the metal. Yeah, so we'll we'll do the drilling for it during this program, and and as you see, sort of, you typically see companies release met holes which have fantastic assays because they're aimed at the sort of the heart of the systems and what might yeah. be representative feed for the program. Um, so we'll aim to do them towards the end of this program, and we'll also be including area D, which our drilling is now showing to be looking. Quite significant. Um, all those samples that we did, the ten samples, were all uh, fresh rock, low, medium, and high grade. So we'll now be adding the oxide uh, material from from area D and the and the fresh rock material from area D to look at a more encompassing um, met level scoping study on on the metallurgy.
2: Thanks, Mike. So, g- a great met results, no refractory ore and high recoveries. That's great. So one box ticked. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's get back to the drill results from yesterday. Horrible timing, though, but yeah, nothing you can do about that. Um, can you take us through them quickly? So forty-four meters at 4.3, 49 meters at six point three
1: point six. Yeah. Can you give us some um, more color. Yeah. So so basically, um, the discovery traverse that we drilled in in July was a a northeast trending traverse of five holes. All holes hit the highest, I think, was 48 metres at 6.7, 55 metres. 36 metres, 38 metres, 34. So thick zones, but all on a, on a northeast trending line and all 50 metres apart. So potentially a strike there of, of 250. We fifty. We're not. We weren't sure at that stage if we were drilling for the strike or what we were drilling on. Um, the drilling that we've got now from 11 holes out of a total of 27 that we've actually drilled at Area D before the rigs moved off to Area A, these initial holes are showing that the oxide is not confined to that uh, linear Discovery Traverse. They're, they're scattered up to the north northwest and uh, also to the northeast and also down to the south and central. Um, so it's showing that there is a broad um, oxide mineralization there. We actually believe um, that we've got a similar situation at area D that we have at area A. Area A we have two conjugate fault orientations or sort of mineralized structure orientations of northeast and northwest, and it looks as though we may be onto that sort of type system at area D as well. In terms of if you look at the alignment and where things are falling in, we can't confirm that until we get the uh, the, the remaining holes in the the 16 holes that are that are pending on on area D. But the 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 signs are pretty encouraging that we've got. Oxide, we've got that extensively, uh, we're getting, importantly, we're getting the fresh root uh, sulfide mineralization as well. So so 18 meters at 2.365 at 3.57, um, 14 at 2.3. So we're getting, and it's what we saw in those initial holes, we saw the initial discovery traverse, we had high, thick grades in the oxide, and then we had broader, lower, slightly lower grades, but still higher than one gramme. Uh, mm. in the sulphide zones, and and this drilling has now confirmed that also, um, which is very encouraging because it shows that there's a route to the system, that mineralisation is fine sulphide, it's slightly different to what we see at area A, so we're in a, a different part of the system, mm. but the amount of pyrite that we're seeing in the, these um, quartz carbonate sort of stringers within the hydrothermal breccia, we believe is, is orientated on multiple orientations, Similar to area A, uh, different style, but we've got depth potential there. So now it's it's really putting that together with the remaining holes, working out the orientations exactly um, and then and then drilling those out.
2: Yeah, so the news release states multiple intersections of period mineralization suggest the mineralization system may be extensive. Could you elaborate on that? What does it mean and how can it be extensive?
1: yeah uh, the concern with oxide when you drill oxide is always whether it's one hundred percent supergene and there's no underlying sort of fresh local source for that mineralization. Um, these sulfides have shown that we do have a source there. we've only I think we've only scratched it. Um, it's a it's a broad system where it, we're not um, we're not getting quartz veins with with visible gold and and coarse gold. We're getting an alteration. And a hydrothermal system that's creating brecciation and then depositing these or, or post or, or pre or sin uh, is pos- is depositing these sulphide zones of, of pyrite which shows a big pumping fluid system uh, the alteration is broad the brecciation is significant um, all very positive signs um, in terms of this has been an area that has been subject to considerable fluid flow and ground structural preparation, which are all key, both two key requirements for a major scale deposits.
2: Okay, so the first thing I noticed, and I wasn't the only one who noticed, uh, mining book guy also noticed it, and I believe his question uh, on Twitter was also about this. Um, is there any specific reason that the uh, uh, drilling direction from the new holes is different than from the discovery traverse?
1: Yeah. Um, so, and, and if you look at the the drill plan, there we've we've drilled uh, in various phases in, in a number of orientations on on the on that area on area D. Uh, the first hole that we hit there was 18 meters at. Um, uh, 5.7, I think it was, from, from six metres uh, way up to the northwest, uh, drilling to the southeast. So, through the subsequent rounds of drilling, we've, we hit the 53 metres at, at 2.6. Um, we, we've a supposed a northwest trend, um, which is what we see at area A, is the dominant trend. So, hence, we drilled to the northwest, northeast, to drill perpendicular to that northwest trend it looks from the drilling that we've done under that discovery traverse where we drilled to the north east and southwest, um mm. that that actual traverse may be on one of the structures um maybe on one of the structures that is um sorry let me just one of the structures that is hosting a mineralization so um that has um combined with the potential of northeast um trends which we're now seeing as what we're also seeing in the drilling um we've got two trends northeast and Mm -hmm. northwest the only way to hit both of those is to drill east or west so what we've done is in and we don't we could say right all the orientation is northwest and, and keep drilling northeast but from that discovery traverse, we've we've confirmed that, uh, and this round of drilling, we've confirmed that there is a trend that's running to the northeast, same as mm. same as area A. So by drilling east or west, we can hit both of those trends and avoid drilling subparallel or parallel to one of them if we preference uh, the other one. So so it's it's as a matter of um, covering both bases um, with with one drill hole. Um, yeah,
2: makes sense. Um, so the discovery first had, let me see, five holes. Why didn't you follow up with any holes to the to the northeast? In the discovery traverse,
1: um, yeah, it, it's really been a matter of where we could get the rig. Uh, we came onto the property straight after wet season. Uh, there's been a lot of water, uh, a lot of water in the holes also. So that'll be something that we will do. Um, you're right, the current if you look at the the plan view in in the news release from yesterday uh, it shows the holes that are pending there is there is no immediate hole up to the northeast again we hadn't we had no idea at this day when we planned these holes we had no idea what the orientations were Um, it's only through looking at these drilling results and looking at visually what we're seeing in the pending holes that we said okay we do have a northeast trend uh, as well as that northwest and so it will be drilled uh, when the rings come back on the area D, that closing it off and chasing it up to the northeast will be a, uh, a prime focus and, and a logical sort of step out zone for us to look at extending it.
2: So, we, I believe we have 18,000 meters left in the current program, more or less, um, more or less how, yeah. how will it be targeted? I believe area D is the main target for this program and then area A, but will the other targets also be drilled, this program?
1: Yes. So th- this program, um, the, the rigs are on Area A at the moment, doing extension drilling. They'll then go back to Area D and and open and and when we've got all the results in, look at extending uh, up to the northeast and looking at filling in now and and extension of of what we found at Area D. Um, Western Splay and the Southern Arc targets are two major targets for us. Um, the Southern Arc target is an extensive three kilometre sort of strike length in going through the middle of the area. The northern part of it uh, is, is within the sort of northern arc zone where area A and area D are um, and western splay is what initially attracted us to the to the property as, as a highly prospective tenement because it was a structure that we could see from the course airborne geophysics. All the deposits on the Senegal Mala shear zone are hosted on structures that splay off the actual main shear zone so that western splay is critical as a potential um, uh, potential host for mineralization the northwest trend uh, that we found at area d and area a as a mineralized trend is parallel to that trend so that is the kit- uh, critical control trend and we're yet to actually drill it so we'll, we'll get to that uh, the soil terrain there is a little bit different to where area a and area d are where we've got lateritic cover and it's hard iron pan surface and and rig access is easy uh when l- a little bit later in the season uh we'll get the the rig down to western splay and and really looking forward to getting a few holes into that because it, it's undrilled it has an anomaly, has a screaming ip anomaly and an airborne geophysics anomaly on it um so it's a structure that uh that that could be could be very prospective
0: let me jump in uh, here real quick um, and uh... I just pulled up the map as well. And just in terms of area A and D at one point, are you going to call it just one area?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they're area A, area D because they were the alphabetical lines that hit. Uh, We did A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Um, They're they're 500 metres apart east-west. They look to be faulted off by that late northeast fault. Uh, They look to be part of the same system. If you slide them back together along that northeast fault, um, the block, the, the geological models actually coincide very well um, in terms of the orientations. Um, yeah, um, I mean, we call it the Northern Arc, uh, but then we subdivide that into A and D. So, so who knows if they join up? Uh, we believe that they did originally.
0: Okay, fantastic. Also, just, like, uh, just because it's the geochemistry map that uh, I have here with some of the holes indicated, um, how well does it line up? Like now that you've seen covered uh, a few holes come out of area DNA, how, how well does it line up, and how how well, like in terms of percentage, does it really fit your model?
1: Yeah, um, it lines up. Pretty well, actually. Uh, it lined up very early in the program once we did the IP, and we could cut along the line and and slide it along, and, and it fitted well. Uh, we put the geology together; it's fitting well. the The only thing that's different is the lithologies that we're getting in area D look to be um, younger or higher up in the sequence. So the 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 northern the northwest block of that. That along that fault zone um, looks as though it's down dropped so we're drilling through rocks above the sequence that, that, are, that are present at area A um, so that's the that's the sort of difference that's that obviously needs to be put together that the, the, you can't stitch the lithologies between the fault zones up and where the discoveries are um, but certainly the structural orientations are there to suggest that um, it, it is part of the same system
0: Fantastic, Christian you had a couple more questions I think
2: Uh, One last question. Uh, In July, you raised $6 million. Uh, How far will that take you? You can obviously finish the current program, but will you be able to do a follow-up program with the current funds or will you uh, uh, hit the market after this program?
1: Yeah, um, the current treasury will take us through, as as you mentioned, Christian, correctly, um, through this current program of 20,000 meters. Uh, plus the sort of additional IP and stuff surveying that we've we've got planned, um, so that'll probably finish in in March, late March. Um, so so come April, April May, we'll still have time to do some drilling. The program, subject to the Treasury, um, that program could be five or ten um, thousand metres and time scales. Uh, we could obviously accelerate that with more rigs. Um, so yeah, th- there will be a a need to do some funding in the future to to meet further drilling but it's certainly with twenty thousand meters we've only done historically seventeen thousand meters on the, on the on the property up to date so we're doubling the drilling and, and we're fully funded for that so that's the that's the prime sort of focus at this stage
2: now i understand you currently have one uh
1: drill turning right now we've got two we've got a diamond rig two. and an rc rig um we may look at um we may look at Playing with that mix and maybe go to two, di- two RCs Cs whilst uh, we generate more targets for the diamond to to keep chasing um, or vice versa. It's um, it, we've got that flexibility at the moment. So um, two rigs turning, uh, we could always bring on a third if needed. So we'll just play that by ear.
2: That's great. Uh, thank you, Mike. That were all my questions.
1: Back to you, guys.
0: F- fantastic. Yeah. No. Just just sort of following up on what you just said about the rigs. Uh, it sounds like there's a lot of availability. And so the follow-up question there is like, what's the lab availability, like turnaround times? Any, do you see any impacts or anything? Because you still have the 16 holds pending. When, and the follow-up question to that is, when do we see the next results?
1: Yeah, um, rigs are reason, reasonably um, available because it's early in the season there. We're, when, we were actually surprised by the lab turnaround from these results, um, because of the sanctions that were imposed on, on Mali, drilling companies who didn't have all their uh, supplies in-country were delayed in starting up their drilling programs in Mali. So we actually found that the lab was quite empty. There was no backlog, and took about 10 days to get the assays back from Fantastic. the lab, which is extraordinary. Um, <laughs> a gold boom times, and, um, and we got our results back in 10 days. Uh, later in the season, so... April, May, June, it typically can be four to five weeks. So um, really fast turnaround. We hope to therefore get the results for the next batch when, when that gets sent off. So we hope to get the, the final, uh, we'll work we'll out um, 16 holes in probably two to three weeks. We'll, we'll get those um, and that'll be sort of before Christmas and then we'll have the, the next batch following, following that in, in the new year, I'd imagine.
0: Fantastic! Put a nice little bow around it. It's a Christmas present, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it keeps it keeps running. Now we just need gold price to uh, to stabilise and and stop running and uh, running and flowing and going going over the place. So the world economy is in is in shambles. I can't believe uh, the gold has has got that variability. But uh, it swings and roundabouts. You get your times right, you get your times wrong. Uh, we just keep going. We're getting very positive results. The things are looking good. That this is a a big story, uh, potentially a very big discovery. So uh, all we can do is is keep drilling it and, and and trying to prove prove that.
0: Fantastic. Maybe just in summary, uh, just to put a bow around the whole Chester story as well, like news flow next three to six months, we talked about drill results. Anything else in the pipeline that we need to keep an eye out for?
1: No, um, 20,000 meters in, in a shallow uh, High-grade gold zones. Uh, I mean, in a in a fantastic jurisdiction, Senegal really is a standout in in Africa, and it's in the it's in the top four of Botswana, Botswana, Namibia, Ghana, and Senegal. Senegal is the most underexplored of those. So, as a gold belt, it it really has a lot of potential. Um, we've got active active majors beside us uh, on both sides of us. We've got uh, a lot of news flow. We've got um, yeah, a lot of things are lining up positively. Um, so it's, it, we'll just have to keep drilling and hoping, hope that we keep getting the results and keep de-risking the project as we go along.
0: Fantastic. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Christian, thanks for hosting or co-hosting here. I uh, really appreciate the input. Uh, always great to have an expert who knows way more about some companies than I do. Um, my, my problem is I don't follow ASX companies too closely, and it's a big loss on my end. So, um, But uh, really appreciate you joining us, Mike. And it helps that you're here in Vancouver, so I don't have to be in the office till like 6 p.m. to do an interview with you. So really appreciate that. Uh, everybody else, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the question. I think we got to the question mining book guy. I think that was hopefully satisf- satisfactorily answered in terms of uh, the direction of drilling. And uh, I think Mike addressed that properly. Uh, As you can see, this is an interactive format. We want to make sure that you get the best uh, information out of these interviews. So make sure you use the hashtag function in the future as well. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube. Leave a comment. Leave a like. Really appreciate hearing from you. Companies like hearing from you as well. So if you have any remarks for Mike, uh, make sure you put them in there as well. And uh, we'll make sure to circle them back to him and even get you an answer if there's a question in there. That's it from our end. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, we'll be back soon uh, with another update.